Vermont Viewpoint is a public affairs program produced and funded by WDEV and the Radio Vermont Group. We welcome listener feedback. Email your comments to vtviewpoint at radiovermont.com. Good morning. This is Pat McDonald, your host for Vermont Viewpoint on WDEV. Joining me this morning is Alan Rubel, who is the co-author of The Greatest Burden, The Greatest Blessing. Uh, Alan wrote the book along with uh, Mark Resnick and Michael Tenalia. Tenalia, I was close. Anyway, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Pat. I'm so appreciative for the opportunity to share and want to let you know how, you know, how excited I am about being here. <laughs> That's great. Well, when you were talking about it, um, we were on a phone call with some folks from Central Vermont Home Health and Hospice, and um, I said, oh, my God, I have to have this man on because I can relate to what this book is about in some, not like you, but in some manner. Um, so you collaborated on this book with the gentleman I mentioned, Mark and Michael. Um, could you tell us, A, how did you all get together and decide to write the book and what it's all about? Well, first of all, it started, the, the book, the idea came about when I actually was a caregiver with uh, my other half, Sharon. And um, Mike and I, uh, we met um, when we were both in a waiting room <laughs> waiting for our spouses to come into recovery. Um, and he sat across me and I just introduced myself. Um, and he at the time, uh, was the vice president of operations for the Clinton bank in, uh, in Massachusetts. And, uh, we, sometimes you meet people and it's like instant, you, you become instant friends or even though you don't know each other, but you, you know, you're after you start talking, you know, that something more is going to come of this. Nice. Well, what was really amazing is as we were talking and he told me a little about his wife, about his wife, Linda, and I was telling him about Sharon, that both women were called into the recovery room at the same time. Now, this is a big recovery room that we went into. We both walked in at the same time. And as big as that recovery room was, both women were sitting, were laying next to each other, talking to each other. So we automatically developed, it was the beginning of a long relationship. Nice. And so um, Mike and I, uh, Mike, Sharon passed away five and a half years ago, but Mike is Still a caregiver for his beautiful wife, Linda, at this right now. That's great. So can you tell us a little bit about the book? And uh, you sort of mentioned caregiver, which is why we're here to talk this morning. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, c- caregiving is you never know. There's, uh, there's many different directions of caregiving. It could be someone with a, a broken leg. It could be someone that has a like what Sharon and Linda have. Ha- Sharon had and Linda has is a chronic illness. Um, both of them had cancer, different right. types of cancer. Um, but you never know when you're going to get the call. You right. never know how it's going to come. You never know when it's going to come. You never know the time it's going to come. <laughs> and for Sharon and I, it came by surprise, really, because she had a regular doctor's appointment, and they found a uh, a spot on her stomach, which they decided to do some a MRI and found that she had massive tumors in her liver. Oh, wow. But she looked great. She didn't, you know, we didn't really even expect anything. When this all happened, it was like, 
there wasn't any thought about caregiving. There wasn't any thought. No. It was just like, hey, what's going on here? And then the, 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 the search and the battle begins. And, um, with Michael, it, uh, my, his wife had, uh, had a, another type of cancer. And so at that point, caregiving is being able to start from a certain point and go to, uh, either, uh, someone getting better or an ending. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's, it was a, it was a journey for both of us. Okay. And we met, uh, Mark. Uh, Mark was also a friend of mine that I knew that we were in the same business together. He finished a book just recently called The Greatest. Uh, Mark's book is 10 Days with Dad. Oh. And so he had a background and between the, Mike and I decided to ask Mark to join us in our, in our, in our mm-hmm. adventure, in our mission, in our, of helping other caregivers. Right. And together we all put together, uh, um, over 50 stories of caregivers throughout, throughout the United States and throughout, uh, you know, all types of caregivers from right. Alzheimer's to, uh, to, uh, cancer to, um, people that are, um, invalids to, I don't know if that's the right terminology. Mm-hmm. Forgive me if it, yeah. if that oh, isn't. I know. Um, but we're on a journey right now is to help other caregivers. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about this morning is about caregivers. And um, I was impressed with, like you just mentioned, all the people that you had write their stories mm-hmm. and how you found them. I mean, because as you mentioned, there's it's not one type like cancer. And by the way, this is cancer, breast cancer awareness month. I don't know if you knew that. So shout out to all those who have uh, dealt with this. Shout out to myself, actually. But um, I'm having somebody from the American Cancer Society come on next week to talk about it. But it's it's hard. It's very hard. Yeah. Um, it's uh, uh, it's a battle. It's uh, an ongoing ongoing issue um, that um, right now I was actually heard this this morning. There's 46 million caregivers every year in this country oh. and that are that are new caregivers. And. It's, and that goes along with the caregivers that are in existence already today. I read, um, uh, that the synopsis of the book points out that the greatest burden reflects tales of love, courage, hope, and humility. Mm-hmm. And the greatest blessing will provide insight and inspiration, uh, for being a caregiver. And, um, I think the greatest blessing, um, why, why did you say that that was the greatest blessing? What, what was, what well, were you looking there, at? There's the, the goal of the book. It was not just a, we, we know anybody that's as, as a caregiver has a tremendous burden. Right. But what we've tried to do is to bring out the blessings that could come from the caregiving. And a lot of times this could tear people apart, but with, Mike and I and, and Mark, we found that, um, the love we found and finding out what's important in life and, right. and finding out blessings that can come from this. And it's hard, but it's there. And, uh, all the stories that we found have basically not only showed the burden, but also showed the fantastic blessings that could come from that. But it's, it's not easy. Wow, no, for sure. And there's a lot of lessons in this book, which we'll get to um, as the show progresses. Um, but I, there was, uh, in the synopsis, it talked about 
Some of those benefits was to find comfort and hope in shared experiences, discover the often unseen power, beauty, and blessing of caregiving for loved ones. I think that's such a powerful message. Um, and that also went on to say, recognize and appreciate that you are not alone in this journey. And that's what this book helps you with, that you're not alone. There are so many caregivers out there. And um, I, I know there's some messages. One is in particular, which I tell all caregivers, take care of yourself. Exactly. The biggest challenge is I found with me was of just being total exhaustion. And you, you've got to, you've got to find a team around you, not just your doctors, but also people that are, are willing to help you in this journey and utilize them. Don't feel you can do it yourself because you can't, but find time to take some time. Uh, what I did was something a little bit different. Um, I ended up throwing the javelin in high school and I started throwing a javelin at, at, uh, at this, at an older age and actually joined the Vermont, uh, senior games. No kidding. And I'd practice and do things, but I have to, I didn't have a lot of time for this, but it was something that took my mind off the journey, off what Sharon and I were going through. And it gave me some time, uh, my alone time. There's lessons to be learned in this book. We just talked about one, which is you are not alone. Two, ask for help. I think that's important. And my advice, is, which also Alan put in the book, is take care of yourself because you're no good to anybody, especially yourself, but to the person you're trying to provide care. Exactly, Pat. Um, I found that um, one of the biggest challenges is people trying to do too much and trying to do it all alone instead of reaching out. And there is a lot of, you know, a lot of opportunity for people for help for you and I are both involved with home health and hospice, right. um, the council on aging, uh, and there's different, even if it's at your church or synagogue or, uh, or friends, utilize them because you can't do it all right. yourself. Um, and people are very responsive if you say to them, help me. Yeah. I, I, it's hard to say that, but yeah. once you do, they come out yeah. of the woodwork. And you also find who is really on your team when this really happens because, (laughs) um, the ones that, you know, sometimes it comes out of nowhere where you don't expect. And, um, you need to, what you need to do is find a partner that someone you can talk to that you can share, um, like with Mike and I and, and we're able to talk to each other. And even though it's, um, Sharon has passed five and a half years ago, we talk every day, Mike and I. He goes, he's, I, he still needs me and I need him because uh, I find that people don't realize this, but when even someone passes, there's still a lot of things that you go through as sure. a past caregiver that you need help on. You need to talk to somebody. And Mike needs this right now because he's going through um, working, you know, helping his spouse and helping Linda uh go through what she needs to go through. So we both utilize each other. And that's part of the story of the, the stories in the book. And there's some phenomenal stories yes. in this book. Now, I, I told you, I haven't quite gotten through it, but what I have read is, it's, it's like, yeah. wow. And I asked Alan, and I don't know whether he agrees or not, because I was asking, is there a difference between when you know, like my husband's had back surgery and I had to take care of him for a while, but I knew at one point, if we'd get better and life, life would be back. 
Um, but on the other hand, if you know somebody, like I visited a friend in New York yesterday, and everybody knows the outcome. And does that change your view as the caregiver on your responsibilities? I would think I wouldn't be. Here's my. I wouldn't be so um, quick to ask for help if I know there's going to be an end, but I sure would yell for help if it was going to be a long-term adventure. I think as you are, as the call comes in, like the weather, again, whether it's in the middle of the night, right. whether it's a, um, a phone call, whether you, you start in a certain area. Okay. And it's like, where do I go? Who do I go to? Right. Where do I, uh, what's the first call I make? Um, uh, who can help me in this area? Right. Then you go through, okay, now, now I know what I got to do. Do I, uh, how do I go about doing it? Um, what are the, this is the value of this book. There's so many different stories, um, about, uh, uh, about different caregivers, what they go through. That's great. Um, I just lost my, um, microphone, not my microphone, my hearing. I don't know if that can be heard outside. Oh, we're back. Sorry. Techno, uh, live radio, Alan. Welcome <laughs> to WDEV. I, we're, uh, it's, it's, uh, there's different paths you have to, as you get, you start going through the, you know, the, the searching of, uh, what, how do the meds work? What do right. I do for meds? How do I, um, go through the, uh, uh, go through the, uh, finding the right doctors? Do I get another opinion? There's just so right, many right. questions and it's a, it's a search and keeping your partner, keeping your partner positive, right. keeping yourself positive, keeping yourself strong. You know, you mentioned medications. I don't think people realize how impactful medications are. Even when they work, they are sometimes contraindicated and they do some, the side effects are bad and, and I, that's not what they look at first. And I always, I worked for a pharmaceutical company for 20 years and I sort of, well, what's not working in the medical uh, what's, field? Yeah. What's the big, one of the biggest challenges is the medication right. and being on top of it as a care, as a caregiver, right? because it's not always the disease that kills you. It's the side effects from the meds, right? It's the treatment. And, and <laughs> you got to be on top of this and know what, questions to ask and understand the meds that's your partner. Uh, I think you got to be your own, you got to be a doctor, even though you're not. Right. And you got to at least ask the right questions and to understand that, if, to see how your partner or, or uh, son, daughter is responding to different things and knowing when to ask and, and, and knowing to, uh, question everything well and and you're right i mean none of us are doctors and um it's it's very hard to know what to do what to say sometimes but in your book you cover uh, i went through the the um, content list and you had cover addiction aging parents als heart disease paralysis parkinson's alzheimer's alzheimer's cancer and down syndrome and um some of those are long-term issues and others are, in my mind anyways, something that maybe with addiction one could 
work to help the, the the patient that you're taking care of. So a lot of lot of education is required. Yeah, a lot of education, and that's part of what you do. And right. if uh, being a caregiver isn't just a one a one thing doing, it's right. uh, it's it, you're in, you're multitasking in so many different areas, and that and I know with Sharon, she had chronic nausea and chronic di- diarrhea, yeah. which meant that um, it's like one minute uh, you're in the bathroom yeah. and you're and she was throwing up and having diarrhea at the same time. And uh, this was, you know, and it's me being there to help not only take care of her, but to clean up, to get right, her back right. to bed. And I, I don't think I had a, I still don't, I had a full night's sleep and uh being up with one eye open all the time, but that's part of when you go work with someone that with someone you love that's in a that has a chronic disease. Right. Um, it's and you you mentioned addiction, and one of the stories in the book is about my cousin in Burlington, um, and his son um, was an addict. Right. And um, I when I got a hold of him, I thought it would be a great idea to put his story in a book. But even though my cousin and I are very close, I never understood uh-huh. what he went through and his son went through. But you talk about the burden and right. you talk about the blessing. Well, the burden was that it came to a point where he was told that if his son doesn't stop, he's going to die. Right. And the blessing was that he did stop. And the blessing was that he started the largest uh, help area in addiction in, in Florida. He has a huge business helping other people. Wonderful. In helping people with, with a drug addiction. But mm-hmm. it didn't happen just, you know, it happened where the burdens came and then the blessings came wow. after for him. And so, I'm just so proud of him, but I never understood what the story about Arthur and Jenny, my cousins, was powerful. What the steps they went through to taking him from one area to another area right. and the worry and, and it not only affect, affected him and Jenny, it affected the rest of the family. Oh, for sure. And, um, it's pretty powerful. And that, that's like a little sample of one of the stories in the book. Right. Um, you know, as you were talking about your wife and the my the word that popped in my mind was dignity. That you have to, as a caregiver, make sure that you're um, supporting the ability for them to have dignity, uh, regardless of what they're dealing with, and uh, to have to change, you know, change diapers or change whatever and dress them and stuff. That there's still a level of dignity that they need to maintain. And I would think if that's not done right, that must be awful. You know, that's, that's such a part, that's such a interesting statement because, yes, because it's important that in, in, in this journey that they have the final say, even though you right. might see something disagree. And we did have our battles. We did have our challenges, yeah. but it's their decision. You. Right. And the dignity of wanting to go through this or the dignity of wanting to Pull the trigger. It's their choices. Exactly. And, and, um, but you try to be there for support and love. And, um, one of the stories in the book, um, is, is a lot of people are going to know this name because he was probably the greatest basketball player, Bob Cousy. Oh, right. Bob Cousy, uh, I worked for him for four years. Uh, hit a camp called Greylag 
My oh. summers are unbelievable with all the Celtics coming in and, <laughs> oh, wonderful. and my best friend's parents ran the kitchen. Well, Bob's wife's, her name was Missy and just a beautiful woman, both inside and out. And Bob's 93 right now, but what happened was his wife about passed away a number of years ago, but she came down with Alzheimer's oh. and Bob was the type of person. He was a hands-on type person. He, he loved Missy so much. And what he did was when she was going through her disease, he was, that was his full time taking care of her, making sure that everything in the refrigerator was there. She ate right. The newspaper right. was, uh, he'd take time to read the newspaper to her. He would even plant flowers that she would think that she planted oh. outside that were actually fake flowers. Now, this is a story that I didn't write, but this is a story that I have in the book that someone else wrote that we have permission to use. Right. But it's just so powerful right. how he did this and what he did to, to he, he used to call her his bride all the time. Oh, that was wow. his bride. Yep. And it's a powerful story that's, that's in the book also. Yeah. And what's good about this book is there, I don't want to minimize because you could probably read forever and tell, but they are all sort of short stories, which you can read one at a time and, and it just, each one has its message. One of the things that, that you asked me and I didn't really answer correctly is how do we get all the stories? How oh, do right. we get those? I'm going to take a break, Alan, in yep. just one minute and then we'll come back to talking about the, the stories because, um, how many are in the book? Do you, I, uh, I think there's, I might be off one, 48, yeah, 48 47, 48, something. So like see, close to 50. none of us are alone. And, um, I think Alzheimer's, of all this list, Alzheimer's would be the hardest for me when they don't remember who you are. And, yeah. and, um, I had a friend and they said, why do you, why do you visit him? I said, cause I know who he is. He may not remember me, but I remember him. So yeah. before the break, we started talking about, um, how you found all these people. You mentioned they were all over the United States and obviously willing to share their stories. Maybe it made them feel good. Well, it's how did we find them? We found them and they found us. Oh. Um, it, we, what we did was we started looking to, we started looking to our circle of influence, the people that we all knew, the people that knew that we knew that were caregivers. And we asked people, uh, who they knew. And like I knew of the story of Bob Cousy. Um, one of the, one of the other stories, uh, uh, is a woman from Montpelier who is a, another woman that I know, uh, that she was a, uh, had a sister that was, they never had a good relationship. They were huh. uh, battling all the time. They were, they had different issues, but what happened was the sister got very ill. And she got the call. Right. And did it come at night? Did it come in the morning? Did it come? I don't know, but it came. And she said, this is my sister and I'm going to do what I can do. Mm-hmm. I'm healthy right now. And she did things that she never did before. Huh. From first of all, she, uh, because she was retired, she traveled to the, another state. She helped her. She got her, made, did her cooking, did her, did everything wow. to help her. And the end of the story was that Two sisters that fought all the time became best friends. Right. And that was the blessing, uh, the burden and the blessing. That's and great. the burden was going through, um, Joyce was her first name. Joyce said, I didn't have 
I didn't know what to do. I'm screamish about all the things I needed to do, but I found a way. And that was the burdens of what she went through. But the blessing was the two of them finding love. You know, one thing that I I do love about Vermont, there are some things I'm not so crazy about, but we have got so many services for people who are dealing with health issues or whatever, chronic illnesses, that there, if you just find, if you look, they're there. It's amazing. Well, you know, Center Vermont yeah. Home Health and Hospice that we're involved yeah, in. We're both involved in. Uh, one of the challenges um, that I find with this is, yes, that's it. That's the blessing. There's so many. So, but the biggest challenge is it's fragmented. There's no way of right. when someone goes through being a caregiver, where do, what's the thing? What do they do? They find mm-hmm. out from a doctor. They then try to search. There's no it's such a fragmentation mm-hmm. of and I'm hoping that this can all we could find a way to make it easier for caregivers to right. understand the process or understand what is available, not having to search through a maze of Internet mm-hmm. and finding from one person has one bit of information to another person has another. And it's it's too fragmented. But, yes, we do have Council on Aging is right. Uh, yeah. You have your churches, your synagogues, your it's there for you, but you don't quite know where to go first. Right. Well, that's very true. Uh, they've always talked in state government about having that portal, that one portal. You enter that portal and you get all the information. But on some areas like this, I don't believe it's there. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. But. Um, I know what we work with, with Center Vermont Home Health and Hospice. We have an amazing organization. Right. And, uh, Amazing people, and but one of the challenges is that because it's uh, uh, it's an amazing organization, but in today's world, it's hard to get nurses, it's hard to get aids, right. it's hard to get the services. Not that they don't have them, but to do it in a way that can be a benefit uh, to to your you and your loved ones. Right. Um, but we do; they do an amazing job. So tell me, Alan, you had two forwards in your in your book. One was written by Rashida Ali, emphasis on Ali, mm-hmm. give you a hint. Yep. Uh, uh, Ali Walsh, her last name was, and the other was by Brett Miller. Could you tell us about these two individuals and um, what their forwards were all about? What was that message? Now, one of the things that we wanted, Mike and Mark and I wanted to, to do was have someone that can, uh, someone could, they see the forward, they know it's someone that is, is, uh, it would help the book. Right. Brett Miller was a friend of Mark, uh, of Mark uh, Resnick's. And what Brett did was he founded, it's called 110 Gym. What 110 Gym does is it helps people with neurological diseases, especially Parkinson's, huh. and teaches them how to box. Oh, cool. Now, it doesn't, they're not fighting each other, but they go through the moves they go through. And this is spread throughout the United States where it's been very helpful for a Parkinson's disease or people with neurological diseases to help them move forward with their disease. Well, Brett Miller um, is friends with Rashida Alley. Huh. And if you probably are wondering, who's Rashida Alley? Well, I'm sure you know the name Muhammad Ali. Right. Well, Muhammad Ali was probably one of the greatest boxers to ever live. But he came down with Parkinson's. And Rashida was his caregiver, his daughter. And she spent her life not only, but she's an actress. She's a, a motivational speaker. She is a, one of the top ones with Parkinson's that helps people with Parkinson's. And Brett got involved with Rashida. In fact, we just had an event in Boston 
where Brett had, he has every year, and he had over 600 people show up to this event in wheelchairs, yeah. in families, and to help them move forward with their disease. And this year, uh, we had, uh, we had a, a speaker there, uh, that, um, spoke about you know, his, his father, and you probably heard of Chris Reeves. Chris Reeves yes, was Superman. <laughs> used to be our time. We used to be right. Superman. Well, his son, Will, is very involved with this organization. He was the guest speaker. Oh, nice. And we sold books there, and they mentioned, they promoted our book and how good it was and how people should purchase the book and, mm. and because it's going to help them. And this is, and, but can I yes, throw yeah, out I'm just going to ask throw, you to do that. Yeah. Um, if to buy the book, um, you can go on Amazon and, uh, the book is called the greatest burden, the greatest blessing. And it's caregiving stories of hope, humility, and love. And, Mark Resnick, we have his name because only one of us could actually be on it, but as you open it, you'll see all three of us on there. Or you can go, you can go to www.caregivingguys.com, www.caregivingguys.com to order the book through Amazon, through our website, uh, or you can call me, Alan Rubel, 802-839-0356. Again, Alan Rubel, 802 802- Eight three nine zero three five six. Amazing book. Great, thank you, Ellen. Um, we can talk about how to donate or how to how to get the book. Also, it's on Kindle, by the way, because every guest that I have that has a book, I've got it on my Kindle account, and that's a very yep. easy way to do it. Alan wanted to read to us just a little. Um, what is that? A verse, a poem. It's. it's uh, a, a little message that Mike Tenalia, one of our co-authors, wrote in the beginning of the book that I, I just love. And it, it really tells the story of what, in a very short word, short paragraph, uh, this is what Mike wrote. It's been 10 years since Linda was diagnosed with cancer. Now it feels like we're on a rowboat heading toward straight, Niagara, straight to Niagara Falls. <laughs> Linda's medical teams are on the banks of the river throwing us lifelines. But the water is getting faster and rougher. It's becoming harder to stay afloat. But we hang on to whatever lines are thrown uh, thrown our way. Um, and that's what we're hoping to do is one of the, this book is like a lifeline to other caregivers that we're hoping that will buy the book and we can be of value to help them. That's great. You want to just do that, um, uh, where they can find the book. And yeah, I personally but, enjoy Kindle, but that's... Yeah, well, they can buy... Uh, uh, we can, can go to Amazon and buy... The, uh, look up The Greatest Burden, The yep, Greatest right Blessing. There. And they can either get Kindle, they can get a hard copy or a soft copy of the right. book. The book's $20. Oh. And uh, uh, what we're hoping people will do is not only buy the book, but give it away. Oh. Give it away to other caregivers yep. and give it away to... Uh, um, and the other way to buy it is through our website... Uh, you know, there's there's almost 46 million new caregivers every year. And what's interesting is that out of these 46 million, 60% of them are women. But this book is by three guys wow. that are caregivers. Right. So um, we call the website www.caregivingguys.com. Oh, that's cool. I like it. And it's uh, um, <laughs> even though, you know, like I said, it's 
known, or it shouldn't be this way, but it is that 60% are women, but there are guys like the three of us that dedicated our lives to caregiving. Now, you had talked about giving the book away, and I know you were trying to reach out to a lot of our nonprofits here in Vermont yes. to make sure they, they knew the book was there and, and maybe yep. it could help their clients. We would be glad to get books to nonprofits, and what we've done is we've sold books to people and asked them to give them away, and I know that I could get books to you know, to different, just get a hold of us. Right. Get a hold of us and let us know, and we'll be glad to get That's you right, a book. Because there's yeah. some great, um, well, it's comforting. And I would think that the people that you approach to tell their stories, it could be part of their recovery themselves or their their healing, I guess is the better word. Absolutely. Because they're sharing their story and, yeah. and telling how difficult it was and the relationship and Absolutely, Pat. You know, um, it's hard. Everybody that we asked didn't be, didn't want to do this. And right. I, I, I'd say most of them did, but there's a great portion because it's hard. Oh, it's it brings back. It's painful. It's right. personal and that's okay. And I, I don't, I feel that it's better for them to want to do it than to have to think, well, do I want to do this? This is because it is painful, but there are what we found is there are blessings. And this is what we're trying to f- pull out those right. blessings of the painful experiences that they're going through. That's great. And I, um, I know it's very hard to take care of yourself because you get so yeah, immersed we in talked it. About. Yeah. Um, but that is so important because you've got, it, it helps me to be more patient. I'm, mm-hmm. that's something I need to work on. I, uh, found this, uh, this is a personal thing, but about, a year before Sharon died, I ended up in the hospital. My oh. blood pressure was at a point where, and I realized that if, you know, a lot, I got to start taking care of it because right. taking care of myself, because if I don't, I can't take care of Sharon. Right. And that's probably one of the most important things that you're going to find in this book. Find something. It might be just taking a walk. Right. It might be, you know, reading a book, but you got to get someone in to help while you're doing this. And that help could be home health and home home health. Right. It could be counsel on aging. It could just getting someone, right. a best friend, a family member, right. you know, find your team, put your team together. I mean, there's so many, this, 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 uh, one hour that we're doing could be an all day event talking about so. this, right. but buy the book, see the, the, t- the, the small things that can help you as a caregiver because the potential is very high that you're going to be, or you're going to know someone that is. Yeah. And it, you're right. It does come in my case. It was five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I got woken up by, could you call an ambulance? Oh, yeah. Cause I knew something was up bad, yeah. but there you go. All is well now. Thank goodness. But, um, at the time you don't know. And you're sitting there waiting for them to tell you what's yep. up. Um, now you, I know you don't, may not know these folks as, as well as others, but I love the story about Brenda and Lee Roy. Could you share that story with our listeners? Well, I mean, most not- people, I shouldn't say most people, but, uh, have heard the name, but they, they might have not heard, uh, Lee and Brenda, but they've heard Travis Roy. Travis Roy was a young man who had a dream. His dream was to play hockey. Right. And to play hockey, uh, um, maybe to go to college to play hockey. He even wanted to go to Boston University, and he wanted to play pros. But 
this is about this. The story is about Lee and Brenda, but I got to bring Travis into this. Sure? Uh, Travis finally got had his dream come true. He he ended up going to Boston University. I might be off by a minute. I might be off by a second, but a minute within on the ice for the first time, he was checked into the boards and paralyzed for life. Whoa. Now, what does a person do? What do parents do? How do you navigate through the maze of, we talk about different diseases, but, and this is something that I guarantee you they didn't do alone. They couldn't do alone. They needed help. Well, as this progressed, what Travis Roy did was he looked back and he said, okay, I'm paralyzed. And Lee and Brenda helped them and helped him become a motivational speaker. A helped him become, take his tremendous tragedy and turn it into a blessing by helping hundreds and hundreds of, and thousands of people in his, what happened to him raise money. He raised millions. They had, uh-huh. in fact, they had a, uh, a turn, they have a tournament that they had every year in Essex where Travis Roy raised millions of dollars, millions of dollars to help other people in, with what he went through. He spoke, he went, they took him on, on, in, in this wheelchair to different areas throughout the country. But Lee and Brenda did that. Lee and Brenda were the, were the, uh, you know, they had to navigate the maze of getting help. Who's going to help them? How do they do this? What do they do? Talk about caregiving. They're, I just love those people. Right. How did I get a hold of them? I called them and I said, you don't know me. My name is Alan Rubel. I need your help. We're writing a book. And they said, let's have coffee. And that's how we did it with a lot of the people. And then Mike knew people. I knew people. Mark knew people. And through our circle of influences and people called us, that's how we built this book. It's like carving stone. Amazing. And you're you're in the right state for support. That's for sure. Oh, Vermont! Vermont is uh, uh, is an amazing state. You know, yeah. do we have our problems? Yeah, we're not going to get into that. No. But we're talking different about different show. Yeah, separate show. <laughs> no, I do. I I recognize how in many areas how great this state is, and I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, but you're right. That's another that's another show. Um, I have to just comment when you mentioned about boxing for Parkinson's. I'm still thinking about it because um, they tell Parkinson's patients to ride a bike and that motion of those two limbs yeah. in it, you know, pumping on a bike actually um, lessens the, the tremors. And, and I think that'd be the exact same thing with boxing. It's the other two limbs, but same idea. Well, I don't know a lot about the treatment, but I do know as a past boxer, <laughs> right. I do know what you go through for training. And from what I understand, and this is available in Vermont, and I don't know all the areas where it's available, but I know that 110 Jim, uh, Brett Miller in, in, uh, in, in the Boston area, uh, can get you in the right direction. And, uh, I really recommend, uh, getting the book, finding out where Brett is, right. go online, uh, and he can guide you if you do have Parkinson's or know of someone or nor- our neurological disease that right. needs this. But yes, there are different movements, different things that can help you. And I've talked to a number of people with Parkinson's that utilize this and they found tremendous help. Now, I've, I've read a lot online because online you have to be a little careful when you're self, yes. when you're self yes. medicating or self doing research. You got to be careful. You got to be very sources. careful. 
um, unfortunately in today's world, that, that is one avenue to look at, you know, to look things right. up. Um, right. but, um, yes, that, that you'd have to be very careful. That's great. So Alan, we've just got about five minutes. Um, where do you, where does Alan Rubel go from here? Well, one of the blessings, um, that I found is first of all, where I really, really have come from this is to realize what's important in life. And what's important in life is, you know, we all strive to be financially successful, but that's not what's important. It's important that we strive for it. But if you don't have your family and you don't have your friends and you don't have your health, what do you have? Well, exactly. Um, I, I got to leave. I got to tell you a story that um, what what this did for Sharon and I, the blessing was it. It brought us closer together mm-hmm. and it brought us to a to a, a point where we just understood that this is what you know, this is going to happen. And but I have a story that I got to tell you. Four minutes. Four minutes. OK. The day after she died. There was a knock on my door the day after, and a woman was at the door who I oh. didn't recognize. And she said, is Sharon home? And I said to her, I, I don't know you. And she said, Sharon passed away yesterday. And she started crying and so, and she hugged me and she says, you don't remember me, but I was in a hospital bed next to Sharon. And if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be here today. Oh, wow. And the blessing that I found was when she went through her disease, she tried to help as many people as possible. What is Alan Rubel doing today? He's trying to help and do the best, be the best right. Alan Rubel he can. Good for you, Alan and Rubel. That's why I'm here. Um, Buy the book, www.caregivingguys.com. I love that. Or Amazon. Caregiving Guys. How cool is that? And also, I don't know, who is your illustrator? Book covers have become a big thing with me. Well, what Uh, we did was Mark handled that end of it. The the cover that we have, we actually voted on. We took a number of the people that were writing the books and and we voted on it. Excellent. It's a great cover. Covers are so important. I've just, as I've been interviewing people, I don't realize how important it is because it draws you to the book. And if you like the cover, like, well, maybe I'll like the inside. Anyway, we have to go. Um, thank you, Alan Rubel, for coming thank on the you, show. Pat. I really appreciate it. Stay tuned because I have senior chef instructor Joey Butendorf and Anthony Maskell, who's a student at the Community Kitchen Academy. Uh, Joey's been on the show before, but we've got more exciting news to share with you. So stay tuned. Thank you. Mm-hmm.